4: Welcome, Brian Boucher, Sports USA, on the call as Game 3 tonight, Game 4 on Saturday. And we'll talk a little with Brian about his journey here on the announcer schedules pod. Hey, Brian, welcome aboard with Mike and Phil. How are you?
5: i'm doing well guys how you guys doing
4: we're doing great man it's uh it's great to have you talk a little hockey here we're in the uh well i'm in the philly area so here the people who will listen uh, are certainly very familiar with your work and your career and i guess we can kind of start there with you you know we're in the stanley cup finals you're getting the call uh but this all kind of started for you right after your playing days were over here in philadelphia at nbc sports i guess uh philadelphia right
5: yeah, it did. Uh I got done. I started to do some pre and post game there, uh for NBC Sports Philly. Uh I did some color for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, the first year that they were in Lehigh Valley. Uh so I got, you know, the studio work with the Flyers, uh, and then I got the game stuff with the Phantoms. So I got the best of both worlds and kinda, you know, dipped my uh, my toe into the water that way and eventually got to NHL Network and from NHL Network it went to um you know, NBC sports, uh, the big one and, uh, yeah. And then, and the rest is history. So yeah, I work for ESPN now as well. Um, but we don't have the final this year with ESPN. It's on TNT. So because, uh, we're not doing it, I was free to do the, the radio and just great to be at the finals. I mean, you, you know, you work, you work all year, right. And, uh, to, to, to be able to be at the finals is, uh, it's the culmination. It's, uh, you know, everybody from the league is here and it's just a. It's a it's a great it's a great scene, and uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it.
4: Yeah, Brian. You know, uh, you mentioned you know you started in Philadelphia when you were a player, and at the end of your playing career, was this something that you had your mind on? Did they approach you and say, "Hey, man, you were always a good quote, you were a good talker"? How did it all kind of start for you? We talked to a lot of broadcasters on this show. And we generally talk to play by players, and so those are people who didn't play the game. Generally, mm-hmm. you played the game. How did the, the 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 marriage begin for you? Is this something you wanted to do, or was this something they approached you about?
5: It was always something that intrigued me. Uh, you know, when you're playing, you don't put too much thought into what you're going to do next, right? I think you're always focused on your training, your preparation, uh, working on your game, so that you can you know you can have longevity. But I, you know, it was always in the back of my mind, like, geez, I wonder if I could do that. And then, you know, I've had enough people that came up to me, uh, guys like Elliot Friedman, who's you know up at Sportsnet in Canada, there that tell, you know, would tell me, hey, when you're done, you sh- you should do this. And and then you get another person that'll tell you, and even Keith Jones, uh, who had been was doing the Flyers games at that time, he'd say to me, say, hey, when when you're done, you know make sure make sure you think about doing this. So you hear enough people say it to you and then it kinda of gets in your mind, Well, maybe I should probably look into doing that. And um so yeah, I mean when I got done, uh, I made that phone call to Elliot Friedman. I said, Hey, remember when you when you told me to give you a shout, I gave him a shout and he he put me in touch with the people over at NHL network and and also too in Philadelphia I I had um uh the good fortune of my son played youth hockey with um with Brian Monahan's daughter and Brian Monahan was uh, um, one of the execs there at NBC sports Philadelphia. And he said to me as well, he said, look, when you're done playing, give me a shout. So I gave him a shout and that's how I got onto the flyers pre and post game. Uh, So I had a lot of people that kind of helped me along the way and steer me in the right direction and uh from there you know one thing leads to the next and uh you just keep going at it like your playing career you, you put the work in uh and and good things happen so I'm, I'm really fortunate and a lot of people help me along the way i mean at times you you know you wonder boy it would have been nice to get into coaching or on the management side of things because you're still part of a team i think that's the one thing that you as a as a broadcaster you kind of miss right i mean you're on your team with you know the the people that are they're doing the game, but there's no wins and losses. It's uh, it's hey, did we have a good broadcast tonight? And that's how you kind of judge yourself. But uh, you know it's it's a great it's a great way to to make a living after playing. You're still around the game, and the losses don't eat at you the way they do when you're a player.
4: Well, I guess real quick before Phil, you jump in. I guess you could go from the booth to becoming a team president, right? Jonesy Jonesy has already shown that, and a lot of these guys, I guess, go from broadcasting back to the bench. I mean, is is that something you would have interest in? I mean, Tortorella obviously uh, was, you know, talking. A lot of these guys go from one back to the other, but Jonesy, uh, that's kind of unprecedented.
5: It is. I mean, uh, John Davidson did it right. Uh, he left the Rangers' booth and and uh, was president of the St. Louis Blues, and then moved on to Columbus and the Rangers and, and such. After that, no, it's not something that I have my eye on. I mean, I'm quite happy doing what I do right now. And you know, I, I think early on you wonder, boy, what you know, what it would have been like to you know have been part of a you know organization, whether it's coaching or management or scouting or what, what have you. Because, uh, you know, you you live and die trying to win a championship, you know. So, you know, I think that eats at competitors and athletes all the time. But, no, I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, i got a lot of friends that are in, you know, in management roles or coaching roles. So I've got a lot of guys that I can, you know, see how they're doing, but it's not something that I want to do.
6: Brian, appreciate you joining us. You'll be on the call tonight with Sports USA Radio up in the booth with John Aylers. And it always fascinates me when we talk hockey broadcasts, you know, the difference between being an analyst up in the booth and then being ice level. And you've done plenty of both over your career. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference between those two roles, the difference of the perspective and perhaps, you know, also the preparation that might go in and how that might be different, whether you're ice level or up in the booth?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if if you're doing a broadcast where you're down inside the glass there, and you've got a, another analyst upstairs, you're part of a three-person team, and that's what we did a lot, a lot at uh, NBC Sports uh, when I was with Eddie Olczyk. Uh, you know, it's it's you're giving you're giving the ice level perspective uh, of the game. You know, the stuff that you you don't get to see from from way up top. So, you know, it's more about uh, maybe the speed or the conversations or stuff that you know the the stuff that happens at eyes level, the little things that you, you see when you're playing and you're on the bench that are part of the game that you try to bring to the viewer. Right. Um, you know, whether it's like for myself, if you see, there was a shot that was on goal and you could see the traffic that took place in front of the goaltender. You have a really unique look at that, that, you know, other people don't have. And if there's a camera down there with you, they can pick up the same views that you're seeing. Right. So it's, it's a unique position. It's a, uh, I think it's an important position, but it's also you miss a lot down there too because the game is very fast and you don't get to see the game from a bird's eye view. And I think when you're upstairs, you you can analyze a lot better in the sense that you can see plays develop, uh, you see stuff behind the play because you know everything. You know you can see stuff in your peripheral vision when you're down on ice level. You're you know you on maybe where the puck where the puck is. So, you know, there's different different angles that can be helpful. I think it's difficult when you have just a play-by-play and an analyst downstairs, like an up-and-down. I think at that point, uh, when you're the analyst downstairs, you're going to miss stuff. And uh, you need a real good play-by-play guy that can f- see stuff and pick up on things. Uh, so that you make sure you don't, you don't miss things. But, uh, when you have another analyst up there, you kind of play off each other and they, you can help each other out. The truck gets involved and, and I think it, it provides a real strong broadcast, uh, when you have the right people in the mix.
6: And you've been working these national broadcasts, you know, for, for ESPN these last two seasons with play-by-play announcers such as Bob Was and Mike Monaco, John Bucci-Gross, uh Love following, you know, those pairings with you, Brian. But when you're working a national broadcast as opposed to perhaps a, a regional broadcast that like you had done in the past for the Flyers and, and that sort of thing, are you cognizant that the viewership in the audience might be different and may not Know you know the intricacies of of NHL hockey the way you know some of those hardcore fans who are tuning into the NHL network and and that sort of thing and do you and the producers adjust things for that mainstream audience?
5: Hundred uh, percent. It's a great question. Yeah, uh, when you're doing a game, so like when we do plus games, right, the streaming games. Uh, for ESPN, you know those are those are diehard hockey fans that are watching our 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 broadcast, and because we're on Plus, it's it's exclusive. So the local broadcasts are not airing the game that night. So we are, you know, pretty much the local broadcast for both teams at that point. So when we do that game, that that focus is we've got to be we. So say it's Philly and the Ra- Philly and the Rangers. You know, we have to be. Uh, Keith Jones and Jim Jackson, and we have to beat Sam Rosen and Joe Mcaleffy, right, in mm-hmm. one broadcast. We we must uh, deliver for them what the locals would deliver for their broadcast. So it's, it's a, it, you know it's important that we do a good job and and know what know and do our homework. When you do an ESPN game, it is to the national audience, right? It's not a stream game, so I think you're there you might be getting people that are flicking through the channel and they turn on ESPN and they go, well, oh, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a hockey game, right? So you do speak more in a general sense to a broader audience where you're trying to perhaps explain things more at an elementary level, you know, and, and, and what you hope you don't do is you hope you don't, you don't insult the diehard fan because you're, you're kind of, you're, you're giving it, uh, you know, in, in, you know, in, in layman's terms, right? You know, and you're not getting too in depth, but you're trying to sell the game to people that may have otherwise not watched much hockey. So, you are no doubt uh, there's a different game plan when you're when you're doing uh, those broadcasts, whether what type of replays you're doing, maybe what type of graphics you're using, uh, how in depth you get into the weeds. Right? You don't get too in depth when you're doing an ESPN game because you're trying to be more general. So. There's a lot that goes into it. Whether you execute it or not, that's a different story. Uh, But there's certainly a game plan involved when you've got the differences between the two broadcasts.
4: Uh, Brian Boucher is our guest here. Sports USA Radio will have coverage of tonight's Game 3, Saturday's Game 4, and the rest of the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, you mentioned uh, the role of the play-by-play. You got a chance uh, during your time at NBC Sports to work with Doc Emmerich, who many regard as the voice of hockey while he was obviously, um, you know, there. What was it like to get a chance to work with, you know, what many believe is the premier voice in the sport?
5: Surreal. It was great. Um, an honor, uh, a privilege. Like, I mean, you. It, when I played and Doc Emmerich walked into your locker room uh, for a national broadcast, you knew it was a big game, right? And uh, so, when you get a chance to work with him on the other, other side of things, it's like, to me, it's like the pinnacle. It, it was, uh, you know, you kind of pinch yourself you feel like you can't believe it. Uh, you're working with a, a living legend. And, uh, you know, the preparation that he puts into, I mean, it is just, it is mind blowing how much work he puts into it and how how hard he is on himself like how how perfect he wants to be uh to deliver the goods uh when he does a game and if he feels like he fell short you know uh how hard he is on himself it's amazing it's like you know as an athlete you know we were all like that when we played and you know some guys more than others but to see you know the professionalism that he brought on a daily basis to the broadcast i mean it was It was awesome. And then aside from all of that, he is like the nicest person you've ever met. I mean, the nicest human being, the kindest, most generous, Um, you know, he, he, he helped me immensely. And he's uh, every once in a while, he'll check in with me and, and ask how things are going and and offer a little bit of advice. And when he speaks, I certainly listen because, uh, you know, he he is one of the best that we've ever had uh, calling the game of hockey.
4: You know, uh, we've had so many play-by-players on and some hockey guys as well. John Forslund was actually the first guest of our pod way back uh, 50 episodes ago. So you are episode 51 here, Brian. But when they prepare for a game, what is your preparation like as the analyst and how it differs from the guy who's calling the action?
5: Well, I think for uh, play-by-play guys, they're more concerned about stat-driven stuff, right? The numbers are important. I think for for analysts, it's important to analyze what happens in front of you. So, I mean, look, you've got to be well versed on trends with, with with two teams that are playing, and um, you know what players have been up to and, and how they've played and where they're from. It's great to have that knowledge, but if you don't get caught too much into that i mean you're you're pretty reactionary what's happening in front of you and figuring out maybe what some what changes you know these teams need to make in order to kind of flip momentum uh so it's really just watching the game and and analyzing and doing it on the spot Uh, so as far as the preparation is concerned i think the the play-by-play guys do a lot more in this in, in in the sense of like numbers and stats and and all of that stuff, uh, whereas we just kind of we react to the game that we've played for so long and, and hope that we can analyze it in a way that uh, fans find it digestible.
6: And you're on Sports USA Radio tonight. Tell us about the differences between, obviously, TV and radio, certainly probably not nearly as many moving parts, but the timing, the execution, I'd imagine, has to be adjusted a bit for yourself, Brian.
5: Yeah, first time doing radio uh, for, for hockey, you know, like calling the games. Uh, so it's it, yeah, you got to be way more descriptive uh, when explaining a replay. Like the fans don't see what I'm seeing on my on my replay monitor. So that's uh, that's that's different for me. Um, you know, and I probably had a couple of hiccups here the first couple of games where I you know, say, so as you can see, you know, no, they can't see. It. You got to describe it to them, you know, so that part is a little bit different. Uh, don't have control of replays. Like if I miss something and I want to see it again, uh, I don't have the ability to, to ask for it from the truck. You know so you're kind of at the mercy of what the what the feed is giving you but uh it's been fun i mean uh you know you, you may not get as you may not get in as much as you do in tv because the play-by-play has to describe what's going on and paint the picture for the listener but uh it's been it's been great again like i said it's awesome to be at the finals it's great to see all the people that are associated with this game, whether it's you know the, the TV media or print media, a lot of us have known each other for a long, long time, and to kind of see each other in this setting, it's always uh, always a great celebration, a lot of fun.
6: Mike mentioned earlier in the show, to you that he's from Philadelphia. I'm a Miami native myself, and this is the biggest accomplishment for the Panthers since that year of the rat, 1996. What are your feelings as far as, like, you know, how the Panthers have evolved over time, this year's run, and the vibe that's happening right now in South Florida?
5: Yeah, it's a hell of a run. It kind of reminds me of the the team that I played on in 2010 in Philly, where we kind of, You know, we couldn't get our act together uh, for a large part of the season, and then we kind of got hot towards the end and got in, and and then we made it to the Stanley Cup final where we lost to Chicago in sixth. And we did lose the first two games on on the road as well. Uh, and Came home and won two straight on home ice, so I'm sure Florida's open for that. But, yeah, I mean, they're a team that, you know, last year, highest scoring team in the NHL, won the President's Trophy, outscored their problems, exciting to watch. They were... It was fire wagon hockey. It was, just, it was fun, uh, but it wasn't playoff-style hockey. Like When you get in the playoffs, you got to defend. you got to be hard to play against. Uh, you you got to wear teams down. And I think they that was the whole focus of their club heading into uh, last offseason, was to, to find ways to do that. And it took them a little bit to adjust. I mean, as I mentioned, they're not as as high-powered, uh, high-octane as they were before, but uh, they 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 seem to have found their act that towards the end of the year. You know, they're up against it right now. I mean, they're you know, with this Vegas team, this is a team that's deep up front. They're deep on the back end. Uh, they play a system that makes it hard to get inside. And I think for Florida, they've tried early on to, you know, to kind of uh, bully their way in this series. And unfortunately, they've spent a little bit too much time in the penalty box. But there's a vibe down here where people are excited. Uh, it's a crucial game here tonight. Yeah, obviously, you don't want to go down 3 nothing, and I expect a, a huge effort from the Panthers, and uh, Vegas has to be ready, because uh, if not, you know, and Florida gets going, I think uh, they could find themselves getting back into the series.
4: All right, Brian Boucher, Sports USA, tonight, Saturday night, is game four. Uh, before we let you roll, we like to ask a lot of the broadcasters, I mean, you played, so it's a travel different? You get the same level of travel as a broadcaster, as you do and have you had any uh broad a uh, uh, travel snafus where you know you've missed a game or anything in your broadcasting career yet many of these guys have had some wild travel stories for us
5: yeah i've never missed a game knock on wood uh just yet but uh no the difference is when you're playing in the nhl you travel on a on a charter and uh you know the, the bus takes you right to the right to the plane and off you go and they've got great food on there and when you're uh, doing TV, it's uh, you get in line and wait and hope you get the upgrade uh, to first class and, uh, and travel that way. So it's uh, it's not like playing, that's for sure. Uh, that's different, but uh, it's it's great to be a part of the game still. You know, uh, you, you adjust. You know, you realize, uh, and anybody that played in the minors. Before they got to the NHL, knows what it's like to grind. So it's all good. You just got to readjust your uh, your expectations and uh, and be okay with it. But yeah, there's nothing like being the NHL as a player. Hey, hey
4: real quick, Brian, You know, you went from NBC that had the hockey, and it went over to ESPN, and everybody was really excited when ESPN got hockey back. And TNT, of course, has their broadcast. But has there been anything different in the way they present the game than than NBC did? And maybe even NBC Sports Philly, because obviously, uh, you know, NBC Sports Philly does a great job with the Flyers games here, too. But does ESPN do anything differently behind the scenes that, that kind of uh, help take it to another level for you?
5: i mean yeah I, I, there's no doubt that it's different right you got different uh executive producers producers tape people it's always it's always gonna be different uh you know at n b c it was a well well oiled machine towards the end you know they i think they had it for fifteen years and uh they had their way of doing things and I think everybody that was on you know that was doing the games, i think they were well versed in hockey I think the main difference that i've seen from e s p n to n b c so far is just the the overall like uh you know Uh, level of of experience with hockey itself, right? Because they, they do a lot of other sports. And so we get people that are coming in that are kind of new to hockey that are behind the scenes and they're learning the sport and they're working their tails off to, you know, to get up to speed. Um, You know, year one, I think uh, it was a big learning curve. I think this year was a lot better. And I, you know, I suspect it's going to get even better. I mean, these people are pros uh, that are working behind the scenes at ESPN and, you know they've got different ideas of how they want to present the game. I know, like last year, they used to do these like fly. Our art directors would do these like like long fly flybys with the camera, and so they're trying different things. Some things work, some things don't. I mean, at the end of the day, hockey is. You know, I, I know people don't want to. You know, you know, use other people's ideas, but you know, I, I think what what works is what works, and I you know I, I think in reinventing the wheel sometimes can be can be difficult to do with this sport. And I think a lot of the viewers who are old school viewers they wanted a certain way so there's always adjustments being made but I, you know for espn i think they've got a lot of good people there they they want to make it uh as as enjoyable as possible and um you know it's it's great to be a part of their, their team now well,
4: Brian Boucher, we spent a couple moments with him, finding about his journey from player to broadcaster. And now he's reached the pinnacle. He is at the Stanley Cup Finals broadcasting for Sports USA, who has the national call. Brian, it was always fun getting a chance to talk to you during your Flyers days, during your Flyers work. And uh, now, Stanley Cup Finals. Congratulations, man. We appreciate you being a part of the show.
5: All right, guys. Appreciate talking to you. Take All it right. easy.